0: He covers the Steelers for DK Pittsburgh Sports. He is Dale Lolly. Dale, I keep getting told Juju isn't the reason Nelson got cut. Okay, so why did Nelson get cut?
1: They need the cap space. Uh, They still have a a draft class that has to be signed. That's going to cost them about $7 million. Um, Right now, they're right around after the Nelson release. They've got around $10 million in cap space. So, you know, it, it really... Even if even if they hadn't signed Juju Smith Schuster, they still would have needed to clear cap space to sign their draft class.
0: So there would have been no way to keep Nelson. I mean, I see where Juju got these voidable years to dilute the cap hit. Why couldn't Nelson have been reworked to get voidable years? What about Mike Kilton, somebody on defense that I think they will suffer for having lost?
1: Well, I mean, you you have to assume that the player. I, I, I assume that they approached Stephen Nelson and asked him, "Hey, would you like to do an extension?" And Steven Nelson said. Uh, no, uh, I, you know, I think you can also look at this and say, uh, based on the the cornerbacks that they have on their roster right now, the backup slot cornerback would have been Steven Nelson and Steven Nelson doesn't want to play slot their backup cornerback based on prior to his release in the slot. So who would have started
0: ahead of Steven Nelson?
1: Well, they want first of all, they wanted Cam Sutton to play. Secondly, if Cam Sutton gets hurt and they, don't have, and they haven't added another slot corner, Steven Nelson would have been the slot. Stephen Nelson does not want to play the slot. I can so tell Steven you that Nelson right
0: would not have started had he stayed?
1: No, he would have started. I'm saying Cam Sutton would have been their starting slot at the very least. Okay. But if Cam Sutton, if Cam Sutton gets hurt, Steven Nelson then has to go to the slot. Why? Because he's, the, he's their only other option in the slot at that, at that point.
0: Okay, so who, who, if if that happens, who would have started outside then, in place of Cam Sutton being hurt?
1: Nelson would have been starting outside.
0: Okay, but you said if Sutton gets hurt, Nelson goes to the slot. So who would start outside Correct, because, in that situation? Oh, well
1: then, well then you're looking at Justin Lane starting outside and Steven Nelson kicking inside to the slot.
0: Why can't Lane because play the here, slot?
1: Lane and, and Justin Pierre are both too big to play the slot. That's not they're they're boundary cornerbacks. That's, the, that's the, the, the conundrum the Steelers have right now. They've got Lane, they've got Hayden as is, is a, is a boundary cornerback, and they've got James Pierre, who's a boundary cornerback. Right now, their slot options, after Stephen Nelson's release, is moving Minka Fitzpatrick into the slot if something happens to Cam Sutton, or having Cam Sutton line up there all the time, in which case you're, you're putting Cam Sutton in the slot and, and moving Lane into the starting lineup on the outside.
0: So so who will play where at cornerback right now as it stands with Nelson gone?
1: With Nelson gone, your, your starting cornerbacks are Cam Sutton and Joe Hayden. When they go to their nickel package, Sutton goes to the slot and Lane goes to the to outside corner.
0: Okay, so Lane is the nickel, except he, he he comes on in the nickel, but he plays outside. Correct. That's that's the idea. Um,
1: but, again, they, they don't have a backup slot cornerback right now. Unless you want to move Minka Fitzpatrick into the slot, now he's done that. He did it in Miami his rookie year and was actually very good at it. But you're taking him out of center field then.
0: So they're in trouble at cornerback right now, is what you're telling me. How are they going to remedy that? Not in trouble.
1: They've got starters. They've got their guys. You know, if they had to line up tomorrow and play a game, they would be. You know, they could play a game. Uh, but they need depth there now. There's no doubt about that. So I think you could look to the draft and say, okay. They're going to look at a cornerback at some point, and I thought that all along that they were going to have to draft a corner once they lost Mike Hilton because, again, they didn't have a backup to Cam Sutton at slot cornerback unless it was Steven Nelson, and he didn't want to do it. So, you know, you draft a slot cornerback at some point in the draft, and there's a bunch of them. Um, You know, it just depends on what rounds you want to take him in.
0: So what kind of faith do you have in Justin Lane to suddenly absorb a lot of playing time when he's almost not played at all prior?
1: I mean, the guy was a third-round pick uh, just two years ago. Oh, I Some agree. He should had... be
0: ready by now, Dale, but do you think right. he is?
1: I think he's, you know, he played 117 snaps last year. I don't know that we've seen the you know, the entire package here. If you, look, if you look back at Cam Sutton's career, uh, for example, he didn't play much in his first two years. He played a little bit more than Justin Lane, and, and you know, he made a jump in year three year three for cornerbacks, Uh, it's such a strange position. I think I I wrote this last week on DKPittsburghSports.com that teams are just renting cornerbacks across the league. I look back at this from 2015 to 2017, those three drafts. There were 14 cornerbacks taken in the first round of those drafts. There's only uh, uh, three of them that are still with the team that drafted them. It's such a a strange position because you see guys move around, you see – Teams decide they can't pay a guy at that position, and he goes somewhere else. Or you see they, they just they don't work out in, in that place, and they go somewhere else because of the scheme. And it suddenly it clicks for them. It's it's more so I think than any other position in the league. Maybe other than quarterback, cornerback is the one where you look at it and you go, it just it, it's kind of a crapshoot a lot of times.
0: Now. Uh... Why did they bring Juju back when there clearly isn't a lack of depth at receiver, even without him? Uh, I, I I don't know or even care at this point, Dale, if he pushed somebody else off the team. But why do they need him? Well, I mean, their depth would have been tested.
1: I mean, right now, before re-signing Juju, their number four receiver receiver was Ray Ray McLeod. and they keep and they usually have five active on game day. So you bring back that same group. Juju cost them one point six million or whatever it was. Uh it, It's a drop in the bucket uh, in terms of, of what he actually cost them to bring him back. And you know, I mean, you keep a strength of strength in that in that situation. And again, I, I, I thought the same thing that you did when when both of those moves came out on Friday. That oh, they they be, because the numbers were the same. Well, they 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 got Juju. It cost the total package was eight million dollars. And they released Stephen or they're gonna get rid of Stephen Nelson, who's eight point two five. But those two things aren't intertwined. They're not they just happen to, to occur around the same time. And we forget that we're only a week into this this new league year. The legal tampering period started a week ago today. The new league year started on Wednesday.
0: Oh the no, no, I, I understand that. It's just yeah, I just don't see the need, and I know that with the cap for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction. And I know his cap hit is minimal, but still that's money somebody doesn't get
1: well I agree and and I think you know I think the money would be better spent on a, you know a center uh, a defensive tackle and I, and those moves could still be coming. They've got ten million dollars available now for a reason. The Steelers never make a move until they have to make a move so you know the the, the release of Steven Nelson today. Uh, tells me that there's another move coming here. If not to, uh, tonight, or to, then tomorrow, or the next day, they've got something else planned that they're that they're going to do here. Because there's other ways that they can save cap space. They could restructure Steph on to it. Uh, that would you know save them like I think three and a half, three point nine million dollars. They can you know extend Joe Hayden and add some some you know uh, voidable years on the end of his contract. There are things that they can do to create that cap space. They never do anything without a reason. And so, you know, I'm, I'm looking here to, to, to find the reason. I'm, I've been on the phone talking to people and, uh, you know, there's something else coming with this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy
0: place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's the biggest need? Whether it's draft or free agency, what is the single biggest need right this second?
1: I'm starting running back,
0: even I mean, more so than absolutely. a tackle. You you trust Chooks and Barrett at the not tackles?
1: A, not a doubt in my mind. If I, you know, they had even with James Conner one of the, the the least talented running back rooms in the league. Well, now you don't even have him. You, I mean, right now... <laughs> no, no, I, I get back. you. It's I Benny, I just, Benny Snell. No, no, and, and I think
0: back. you need to get a, a big-time running back so Ben will hand him the ball. I think if Ben has Benny Snell back there, every time it's an RPO, he's going to pass the ball, and I'm not convinced that won't happen anyway.
1: Well, there's no doubt, and I look back at this, in 2017, when the last year that they had Le'Veon Bell, The Steelers were 15th in rushing attempts that season in the league. And they're never going to be a top-10 rushing team because Ben doesn't run. So they ran the football that year. But the two years in the the season since then, when Ben has played a full season, they've been 29th and 31st because he doesn't trust the running backs. If he has a bell cow running back, he will hand him the ball.
0: No, no, I agree with that. That's the best argument. I I have said if Harris or ATN are available – I would take them with that that first round pick. I just Why wonder like what they do Williams if one of them isn't well. available.
1: I like Javante Williams from North Carolina a lot as well. I think those three backs are the three backs who are every down potential every down backs in the NFL. And so if you can't get one of those guys, then you're going with a running back by committee. Um, and maybe you will be anyways, because let's remember the league's going to 17 games this year. So if you average 20 carries a game. Over seventeen games, it's three hundred forty touches.
0: Oh, I know, and, and that doesn't include to. passes out of the backfield. That said, if the right. committee I mean, includes Benny Snell, I am not for that. Uh, they're they're, <laughs> hey, they're between a rock and a hard place, Dale. And I look at the offensive line; I think it could be real bad. I mean, if if they start with what they got right now, it could be real bad.
1: I don't know that that's the case because I don't think Villanova or Villanueva was very good last year. Um, you know, I think Chouk for will continue to get better. Um, you know, this, that was just his his first full season as a starter. I think DeCastro will bounce back. Um, you know, they need a center. I think if they get a, uh, you know, if they, let's say they use the money that they just cleared up to go sign Austin Ryder. Okay, now you've got a, a, a it's not going to be a great line, but I think it's comparable to what you had last year and maybe better. You know, everybody wanted Kevin Dotson in the lineup. Uh, you know, David David DeCastro was was hurt a lot last year. Maybe he comes back and he's he's completely healthy and you, and you regain that. So I think there's some potential there to be better. And I think a a you, you, there's two ways to get better with, for your line and improve your running game. You, you get your line better, or you get a great running back. So if you get the great running back, I think that makes your line better.
0: Oh no, I think that's the best bet. I just wonder what their approach ultimately will be. Now, is the offense really going to change much under Canada, and how? I mean, do you really believe that'll happen in Ben's last year, or do you think it'll be more of the same?
1: Well, I mean, they, they incorporated some of the jet motions and those kind of things last year. For a while, uh, Dale, the,
0: not, not, not for the entire season. It got less and well, less. I, I, I,
1: and I understand that, and, and the reason for that was because they didn't have a, a mini-camp. They, did, they, you know, they had 14 days of training camp. You can't rebuild that whole offense in 14 days. And then once you get into the season, you know you're preparing for the next game. You're not you're not adding little wrinkles to what you've already done. And and once teams, you know, they they ran it until teams started to stop it, the jet sweeps and those kind of things. And once teams started to to adjust to that, they really didn't have anything else they could do with it because they hadn't built on anything else. So I think you'll see, you're not going to see the full ten of the offense with Ben Roethlisberger. I mean that's just that's just not going to happen because he's not all that mobile. But you're going to continue to see things built off of those jet sweeps, maybe some throwbacks, misdirections, those kind of things, he can still do those things. So I, I think you'll see more wrinkles off of it.
0: What has to happen between now and that first game for the Steelers to be uh, – well, nobody's a definite playoff team, but you you get my drift, Dale, to be a good bet to make the playoffs.
1: I just think they have to fill their holes. I mean, I uh, you know – Yeah, but can I, they, I they fill the all rest- the
0: holes with the resources available to do so?
1: I think they can, you know – with, with everything that's happening now across the league and teams, I mean, if you look at the, the remaining cap space for the rest of the, the the teams in the league, every team every team is going to be in a situation where, well, if they sign this guy, they're probably going to have to let somebody else go. So there's a bunch of defensive tackles out there. They can find another Tyson alulu We I mean, play 45% of the snaps and people are, are, are panicking because he's gone. Um, they can find that guy, uh, a veteran to fill the middle there. I think they need to find a center, a uh, starting center. They need to find a starting running back. Um, it would be a good idea to upgrade an inside linebacker. And then, and you, you know, you add some cornerback depth. I think those are definitely things that they can do. And, of course, obviously, you know, if they draft an offensive lineman, he's going to help out as well. So, I mean, these are things that they can do.
0: Let's say that the team falters and doesn't even do as good as last year. Will they make some tough decisions at that point? Is this looked upon as a pivotal year by uh, ownership and upper management?
1: Pivotal in, in what way? In terms of Mike Tomlin's future?
0: Uh, among other things, but yeah.
1: I mean, everything's always in play, and it depends on how things. I, I get a guy on, on our website who asks me all the time. Well, what if this happens? You know, what if they go six and ten? Does Tomlin get fired? Well, tell me how they got there. You know, did, did, right, no, no, I, I know we can't
0: speak in you know. absolutes, but I do think, depending on how the season goes, and like you said, Dale, how they get there, I do think it's maybe past due to take a hard look at certain things.
1: I think they will, and I think they, you know, people say that the Steelers are, are set in their ways. I mean, they they, they made a, a trade, they traded a future first-round draft pick for Micah Fitzpatrick. Um, they'd never done, they haven't done that since the city.
0: All right, but that's that's uh, one ex- you know. that's one exception and nowhere close to being the rule, nor should it be.
1: Nor should it be, but they've, they've done things to think outside the box in recent years. I mean, the Steven Nelson signing was the the largest signing of a free agent in team history of an outside free agent. The contract that they gave him, now they get two good years out of him, but, you know, it, things change. And, and so I think they've been a little more um, you know, active in, in being, you know, thinking outside the box. They would they have ever made? You know, could, could you imagine twenty years ago or even ten years ago they trade a bunch of draft picks to move up and get Devin Bush? I mean, those in back to back years they they made two very aggressive moves. Now they got good two good players out of them, but it hasn't you know equated into a, a championship. Um, you know, sometimes that happens, but I think that they've been proactive in, in trying to change. Their ways. It's not just the same old Steelers that oh they're just going to sit there and do what they always do. They've done some things outside the box in the last few years.
0: Dale, great stuff as always. Uh, continued uh, continued intrigue for you this off season because that certainly moves the needle. And we'll talk again soon.
1: Oh uh, no doubt, Mark. It's uh, I'm 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 waiting anxiously to see what the next move is going to be because this has all been kind of uh, again not the Steelers norm. There's no doubt about that.
0: Dominoes always fall. That is Dale Ollie. I'm Mark Madden. It's now time to ask Mark anything. Uh, We got the coaches' show tonight. Don't forget about that, but it's time to ask Mark anything. Dial now 412 333 WXDX. This hour with the super genius is brought to you by Bud Lights, proudly served at the Down There Bar on Curry Road in Baldwin. The Down There Bar for Baldwin. The Down There.